All right, guys, week week of footy's been and gone. Uh, one more week till finals, and I'll tell you what, we're all pretty pumped, but we're all pretty pumped for some other reasons as well as for the weekend that was. And uh, thanks for everyone watching the, the Latrell uh, video that we had out, Latrell and Manu. We sort of got some points across. We will touch a bit on it again in this video, but hopefully not too in-depth. But um, we've always got a passionate Roosters man that's fired up about it, and we'll get to him shortly. But first of all, boys, just want to uh, touch on the weapon of the week. And uh, for mine, I thought I thought a touch on look might be a little bit biased here, but everyone was pretty excited about this in the chat. Probably more excited than I was. But um, Paris win against the Storm. It was sort of a one that I didn't see coming. And I was a Para fan, and I think it was just more so the style of play and and how they went about the victory, sort of out Melbourne, Melbourne, and um, just the real physicality. And that was without probably four or five um, good players that would be in the normal, the 13 sort of sides. So, um, Sid, uh, what did you make of it? Uh, I know you, you're back up for a short turnaround. Appreciate that. <laughs> what did you make of the Eels? Yeah, it was good. Um, if if they didn't do it earlier this year, I would have said they copied the Raiders in, in their ambush kamikaze you know, do or die style of defense pretty much for the whole game. It was it was quite impressive. And 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 I, I said it before the game to my mates, one of my best mates goes for para as well. Um, and they said, Oh, Melbourne are gonna put the cleaners from I said, Storm uh, looked a little bit rattled last week and and erratic. They were rushing their passes and they don't like that one bit and we saw it on the weekend. Well yeah. done, yours. Cheers, bro. Uh, means a lot coming from you. Uh, Jace, is that flowers for me, celebrating a, a power of victory for once? I was in mourning it for is, a few yeah. weeks there. It is, mate. It's a, <laughs> a flower for Parramatta, mate. Um, <laughs> man, I, I, was, I was really impressed with Parramatta and the way they played. Like when they went on their, their little run where they were, you know, putting some really good performances together, they, they were doing all the little things right and going through it. And when they had that little spell where they um, sort of fell off a bit, it, it kind of looked like they got a bit too comfortable in the style of play that they were playing and they just thought that that was going to get them through every game. And uh, this game, man, it, it had a bit of um, a feel about it, like they were playing like they had nothing to lose. And they really did because everyone had written them off from the beginning, you know, coming up against the Storm, Storm going for that record and, you know, Para, I think their 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 players went out thinking, you know, we've got nothing to lose. Storm think that they're gonna, you know, just walk over us and get this um this record uh, under their belt and let's give a bit of a fight. And they they did and congratulations to them. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um I, I think that Dane, you're in a household full of Melbourne supporters. So how how was the loss taken and are they a little bit worried, the Storm fans? Yeah, look, sucked in to the storm, sucked into everyone in this joint. Um, I think para like come half time, and they're 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 in it, they're in with a chance, and they played eighty minutes of footy. That's what you got to do to win games. So they really took it to the storm, and the storm didn't know how to. I don't know. They just didn't know how to break them, and I, I think para were really really courageous, and I think it's good to see them back in the winners' circle. All the all the para fans have come back out. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a really good win, and yeah, sucked into the storm. Bruce is still equal with the with the record of most wins in a season. So, yeah, well, you you'd be mighty proud of that. And while we got you on here, I thought let's let's get this out of the way now. Why you why you here before you get too fired up? Why you're in a jolly mood? 
let's let's unveil the flog list. Uh, we're about to touch on the flog of the week, so let's just maybe touch on about two or three that are on there at the moment who you want to really single out, and then we'll put a post up a bit later on with the flog list and and continue it throughout the final series. Yeah, well, here's the grand unveiling. I mean, Paul Kent, he sort of stands out. Ali <laughs> Cherry Flog, he's just the flog. He had to be there. Um, there's some other grubs on there. I mean, if you look at Jace, Josh is on there. He's not even here, but that's because he's a flog. Um, we've got the New South Wales Premier. She's got to be on there, what she's doing to the state. Um, Sid's favourite. <laughs> yep. And then just a late addition with um, Latrell. And, yeah, Latrell, I'll call you out. Where are you? Let's let's do this. Let's settle it. You're a flog, mate. You're a grub. There it is, the flog list. And we'll just keep adding to that as, as soon as we get more flogs. Well, I was going to say, um, if I may jump in, um, uh, I'm surprised he didn't mention any Storm players because yeah. when they're losing, it's very rare, but when they're losing, gee, they play dirty. While you're on, Dane, let's get your thoughts. You weren't able to, to um, be with us with the Latrell incident, the video. It's going to lead into the flog of the week, which is more on the NRL side because we're us two have already, us three have already spoken about it. What were your thoughts? Oh, look, it's really made my blood boil like you know they're supposed to be mates off the field you know Latrell he plays with a lot of fire in his belly and he is an aggressive style of player but I think he just he comes in loose so many times and I didn't like it when he played for the Roosters because you give away penalties mm. and you know to do what he did look I don't think he probably had the intentions of the outcome that came of what happened with with Manu but man you got to you know, when these players aren't protecting themselves, coming in, you know, kamikaze, something, something's going to go, especially a, a player the size of Latrell. And the fact that he didn't show any remorse afterwards, considering, you know, ex-teammate, he's a mate off the field, I just thought that was disgusting. Um, and then, you know, and just the attitude sometimes of, of Latrell after anything grubby that he does, it just really rubs me the wrong way. Um, Cody Walker, he's just as bad. Surprised he hasn't done anything stupid yet. He was, um, he was on the great players. Doing so. Yeah, and I mean Latrell is such a great player, and like he's rubbed himself out of the finals, like sucked mm-hmm. in. That's all I can say to that. I I, I wish it had been longer. Hopefully, yeah. it's a reality check. I mean, some you know greats are saying now we don't want to see him lose or change his, his his style of play. Some are saying that he does need to change his style of play because you know at the end of the day it affects the team. It's about the team, not just about. Latrell, I'm I'm the big star. I'm on, you know, a million bucks or whatever. But, you know, to see those sort of injuries, we don't want to see that in the game. We want to see hard, tough footy. But come on, man. That's why you've made the flog list, Latrell. Um, sorry, brother. We, we we do love when you're playing footy the right way, but so you need to sort of fix that up. And that leads us into the flog of the week. And I just want to call out the NRL, uh, more so because of the post-match from this and the sort of the piss week, punishments that has sort of been given out and then they try and go hard by finding um, the roosters and the, the coach basically for, for calling them out and saying what it is. It's when is for mine, when is I'm all for officials and I know we need officials in the game to make the game what it is. Do not get me wrong, but there's got to be a time. This is a job for them. 
anyone in their in their job gets called out sometimes if they're having a bad performance. And for mine, I feel like they're a protected species, whether it's the referee or the bunker or the sideline officials. And no one's allowed to say boo about them because if you do, you're, you're going to get a fine and you're putting the game into disrepute or you're making the game look bad. I'm sorry, but they're making the game look bad with some of these decisions that they're making. And the fact that Latrell wasn't sent from the field and, and not to return in the game, for mine, is a bigger blight on what the game looks like than what Robbo did um, by coming out and actually saying the truth. So, Jace, did you catch much of the actual press conference? And what, what can you say? It's a potential 40K fine. He's got 10K suspended, the Roosters, but at the moment it's looking like a 30K fine for everything basically that was said. Yeah, I saw it, mate. And, like, I'm in the same boat as you. How can you find someone for telling the truth? Like, if, if the coaches or the players can't say what they think has gone wrong... Like, how are these guys going to, you know, have that accountability and be able to put their hand... Because you'll never see a ref put his hand up and say, you know what, I was wrong. This is what should have happened. Instead, it's always the referee's boss, Graham Annesley, that comes out and says it, you know, two or three days after the events happen. What good is it then? Yeah. Like, what, what good is it for the teams that have you know, gone through what they've had to go through, you know, being disadvantaged with a player out or whatever it might be, what good is it then? Like, there's, there's no accountability. I, I think Robbo spoke his mind. I didn't think it was um, – I, I don't think it was malicious. It was, like, in the way he, he tried to hold the refs accountable. And I, I think uh, the NRL, they're always looking to, you know – put a gag order on every single coach or player, you know, and I think it's ridiculous. And I think the biggest worry is this time of year. We're, we're a week out from finals and a, a absolutely Barry Crocker of a decision is happening a week out from the finals. Like if, if I was a coach and my team was about to play in the finals, I'd be voicing something as well. Sid, unfortunately, that's not your side, but um, I'm guessing you wouldn't be annoyed if that was your coach. Yeah, um, I'd actually be proud of my coach if he if he did that. Um, to be honest, um, he, he he spoke truth as as Jason said, and it, I didn't think it was that bad of a spray. He was just telling it how it is, uh, what happened. I knew he was going to get fined because that's the nature of of the league. Um, I understand they're protecting their referees, and there's no ref, there's no game sort of thing, and you know, um, but there's a there's a line here, and the other side of that line is just out and out denial that there's a problem. Um, and, and that's what's happening. Um, they will argue, the NRL will argue that there's a proper channel for it, write a letter, send an email, ask the question. But, man, like, firstly, how productive is that? Secondly, it did, It was not going to get the right sort of um, exposure it needs to because it needs to be exposed. However, I will add one small thing. They need to stop stuffing around and changing things, especially mid-season, these refs don't know if they're coming or going. It, it doesn't help. The league doesn't help. They say they're protecting them. Protect them by giving them a rule book they can memorise and then just stop mucking around with it. Yeah, exactly right. I, I agree with that one. And, Dane, obviously, just to finish off the flog of the week and move on, you, you're obviously supportive of what your coach um, said and done. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. I, I don't watch the, you know, the post-game press conferences, but I watched, I wanted to hear what Robbo said and what um, Bennett said. And 
you know, then it was pretty pretty quiet as per usual. I'll let the, you know, the, the committee deal with it and the review committee, whatever. Um, it is, it's, it's laughable. Even some of the, you know, with the bunker getting involved and some of the calls that they've, you know, they've allowed tries, disallowed tries. And you don't know, you don't know what's what these days. Like it's, it is seriously getting laughable. And, you know, for us to be talking about it here right now and, sure there's others other fans out there as well that are going you know what the f were they going on about or you know how was that a trial how was that not a try and i don't know maybe we need to go back to the old days and just play it as you see it and you take it on the chin and you just move on get on with it yeah i'm i've said it for a few weeks now here and you boys agree is that we're, we're getting closer to finals and these howlers keep happening and i'm seriously worried a team is going to get sent packing um because of an absolute howler that we keep seeing. But, it's just a joke. But like you said, Joel, you know, we're coming into finals now. Like sure, even about that, it. That, that grand final that happened between Storm and, um, Raiders. and Raiders. Ben Cummins, like even afterwards, uh, Annesley came out and apologised for we, what he had done with that six again call. Yeah. And what, what, you know, Ben Cummins the apology was the <laughs> for nothing. He was yeah. back. He had his job at the start of the next season. Yeah, and coaches lose their jobs from this. This is a, a high-end um, business where results speak. Um, and if your coach doesn't have a good record, and this is one of the reasons, then he's going to find the door. And, of course, coaches are going to speak up when that starts happening. But, look, if it is finals time. We would love to talk some finals footy and get away from hopefully this crap that keeps happening. And, obviously, on the weekend, a few results happened that really has made the finals race pretty interesting for the last week. And, has really made sure a lot of us are sitting on the couch for most of this weekend watching the footy, which isn't a bad thing. But Knights and Titans the first one, and unfortunately in our tipping comp, Dane was Dane got one on me now and has gone to the lead because of this game. Um, and I'll put actually, another one on you too, yeah. right on your chin. <laughs> I actually thought the Titans with everything to play for would turn up and put a bit more in because the Knights had pretty much guaranteed themselves a, a top eight position, but. That wasn't to be. Now the Titans need some results to go their way. Um, just quickly on this one, boys, are the Knights? I want to talk more on the Knights because I'll go into Titans a little bit deeper later. But the Knights, do they seem like a seventh-place side? Do they seem like a side that's in the top eight? Because I think about it, and I just think that they've had a pretty average season, and I can't believe they're in the eight and already guaranteed a spot. Uh, Sid, go for it. Yeah, I'm um, sure answer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... They just plotted along, very conservative. They have a decent side on paper. They've got go forward. They've got some backs that can do some damage. Um, and, and then they seem to be hanging around. I think it's more a byproduct of how bad the remaining uh, nine teams have been. Yeah, I think when you actually look at the ladder and you can see that these teams have lost more than they've won, there's a real issue there. And it's something we can dive deep uh, into in a few weeks' time. Um, but might be time to, to lessen how many teams actually make the finals to make sure it's quality over quantity. And um, Dane, just on the Knights, uh, it's the seventh place and everyone's apparently after Mitchell Pierce at the moment. Um, I'm not too sure as to why that is because he hasn't played too many games this year, but has the Knights stood out for you? Are they, are they a serious team where you can worry about him if you're versing them week one? Look, I watched one of their games... Um... I don't know if it was the weekend gone or the weekend before and you know with Pierce back and I like watching Pierce because you know he's, he's an old old Roosters player and look he's, he's still got a little bit of spark but there's nothing really that exciting about the Knights apart from Ponga but 
I think Ponga's in the wrong team. I think he'd stand out a lot more if he was in a, you know, in a different team. Like if he was, you know, one let's just say he was with the Eels team. or yeah, yeah, you know, one of the one of the top four, top five teams. And yeah, I know they're sitting in seventh, but the only real thing that I like about the Knights is um, how far Clifford can kick a ball. And that's <laughs> got to be saying something about those guys. Like he's got a massive boot on him. Imagine that's if they'll play the odd horseman's back. He'd, he'd win every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's drop kicks and. Yeah, look, they're not that exciting. Do they deserve to be there? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, look, there's there's nothing exciting about them. Yeah, look, I will I will say one thing about the Knights. I have had a pretty horrible injury run this year, so that might play a part of it. But yeah, just haven't really played that great of football. No disrespect there. But there are obviously the other game, and touch on it in different ways, the next game up was South v Roosters and Jace. Is it now the time to unfortunately put a red line through both teams after one crazy incident? Um, I don't know about, you know, putting a red line through them. I think, you know, after that one incident, it's definitely, um, you know, uh, made it a lot harder for them. But, you know, come finals time, these teams like, you know, Storm, Panthers, Roosters, Souths, They'll all show up like they'll they'll grow a foot taller because it's finals and they know they've got a job in front of them. They're very professional teams, and um, I think um, I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt the Roosters more than it is gonna hurt Souths definitely because given their uh, run of injuries um, in the recent you know couple of months. So yeah. Well, Dane, I don't want to ask you with your Roosters hat. I don't want to ask you about Souths. Can Souths win the comp without Latrell? Look, I don't think they can win the comp. I think they can make the semis. And like what Jay said, I think both the Roosters and the the Rabbitohs, they're going to turn up. I think the Rabbitohs have still got a good chance. I think they'll go pretty close to making the grand final, even without Latrell. I just think they're just all going to find an extra 10 or 20%. Um, And on the Roosters side, I think they, you know, I have to be realistic. I want them to go deep. I don't see them winning. They might win one game. And that's it. Or they could go out in straight sets. Like they're hurting. They got over. You count Manu in. You've got over six and a half million dollars on the sideline, which is they're really paid ten million, but no one else knows <laughs> I was about say that. Twelve so. mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, the Roosters will show up. Um, yeah. I, I think the Rabbitohs are still. I think they're. I think they're priming at the right time. Like they they gave the Roosters a good, good dust up, and it was a good game. It was it was like old style footy with the the whole rivalry and, and everything like that. And you know, I like to watch that sort of footy, but you don't want to see people get hurt. But I think the I think the the Rabbitohs. Yeah, don't don't write them off. Yeah, I think the one thing with the Roosters for mine, unfortunately, is I just think this is one now too many injuries. And I say that not just because of the injuries, but it's because they're getting injuries to like their top 10 players. Like if you look down their list of the players that are out, like any other team, they'd honestly get the wooden spoon. So it's been such a big effort from the Roosters. And I mean, there's no disrespect at all. I just think Manu now is just that one X factor less player they've got which is really going to make it hard for them to go all the way. They can get the finals and obviously I can maybe cause an upset week one or two and really just be a, an annoyance to some teams. But that major semi um, might be just a mountain a bit too far without some of those key players. But the other game we sort of mentioned already is the Eels and Storm. And um, obviously Parra defeated the Storm is Sid. I'll go to you for this one. I know you've, you're just talking about it. You're watching it the other day is, is that enough to say Para can go all the way? Um, what it does say, 
I'm going to avoid that statement, but what I will say, it does say that they, they've got another level they can go to. Um, they went to another level. They have a core game plan where if you add intensity and desperation, they'll be very, very competitive. Um, and they still have a couple of players to come back. Very impressed with Lusik, I must say, because I know that Mani, um, as good as he is, very hard to replace. He's gone. Um, yeah, it's, it, they definitely have another level. I don't know if they can go all the way. I'll reserve the right to refuse to to answer, entertain that line. Very political answer view, and that's obviously eating into your COVID hotline and um, daily status that you've been watching. Uh, Jace, I want to get one from you, and it's I've thought about this watching the storm on the weekend. Is the fact that they've got so many options now in the one, six, seven, and nine confusing them and actually making them play? a bit more poorly than they actually are capable of because for mine, they're playing worse now with more available than when they were, when they had a whole heap of injuries. Yeah. Look, I think um, Storm, they, they look a bit too relaxed in that game. And I, I think they, they went away from what was working for them. You know, I, I know Pappenhausen is a great player, but I, I think with the form that Nico Hines was in, he should have stayed at fullback. Pappenhausen still coming off the bench. They they seem to work a lot better um, when they had that combination instead of what they went with on the weekend. So, um, you know, Nico Hines, uh, he, he's proved that he can fill those boots, you know, as good as Pappenhausen is. But uh, the Storm seemed to play better with Nico Hines there at fullback. I agree with that selection. I also think. Grant should go back to the bench and come on after about 25 minutes when they're a bit tired and Brandon Smith should be starting. I think that's been a real big impact because for mine, Brandon Smith was a form hooker of the competition. So um, it's pretty big for him to either go to lock, which is out of position, or, or go to the bench. A few tips this uh, now, boys, and some key games this week, which we're going to talk about having an impact in the makeup of the um, final series, so some top four positions and top eight. First one's the Raiders and Roosters. Massive game. We don't know yet, unfortunately, who's been rested and who's not. So we're going in a little bit blind here. We could have some egg on our faces. But Raiders need the win to get themselves into a position to make the top eight, depending on what happens with the Sharks um, and the Titans. And um, Roosters, if they win, they can make a a, a possible top four um, finish, depending on other results. So just a quick one around the board. Dane, you're sticking strong here or are you thinking this is a bit of a, a worry game with a hungry Raiders side? Oh, look, I'm um, I'm thinking about my footy tipping here for bragging rights and I just want to mess with your head. I, I think the I think Raiders are going to win. Yeah, that's good. Your nose is growing. Uh, Sid? <laughs> oh, look, I, I haven't liked Raiders for a long time. I still think they're pretenders. They, they work very hard. They do. They make games very hard, but I think Roosters are too smart for them. I reckon Roosters will knock them over this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the Roosters um, will do just enough, and they'll be pretty angry. I wouldn't want to be versing the Roosters this week because I think they're going to come out and picture every single Raiders play uh, with a Latrell or Cody Walker face on them. Um, and if Rhea Hargrave's playing, look out. Uh, Jace, who you got? Raiders, Roosters. Um, I genuinely think the Raiders can uh, can knock them off, you know. Um like like you said as well, you know, one too many injuries. This this uh, the minor injury might be the one that breaks, you know, the straw that camels back. Uh, I think Raiders, if they're 
they're desperate enough, which they should be, you know, because this is their chance to make that top eight and sneak into the finals. So I think that Raiders can pull this one off. Ooh, we've got a we've got a even split here, even though I know Dane's lying, he's gonna tip the roosters. So um Sharks and Storm is the next one. And obviously this one, Sharks winner. Um they they've got the final, they got top eight, they're they're in, they've sailed clear. Storm after last week actually need to win this to guarantee the minor premiership. So there's actually a bit of bit leading into it where if this happened last week in Storm One, you'd say Storm will rest their, their whole side and that's it. But I think now because of the defeat and watching Bellamy's presser, he actually wants them to play a, a bit more together. And I don't think he's going to rest as many as people first thought, thought he would actually do. So I think the Storm will bounce back and, and beat the Sharks here and really open up that last um, top eight spot. Jace, who you got here, the Sharks or the Storm? Mate, I would absolutely hate to be the Sharks, you know. Uh, knowing Bellamy and going going into training, the Storm players would have been absolutely drilled at training and they're going to be um, a whole different team coming out um, this weekend against the Sharks. So um, I reckon Storm will put 50 on the Sharks, mate. Yeah, and, and a quick one as well is that everyone's saying, oh, what does Storm do rest some stars? Look at the Sharks. They've got quite a few injuries at the moment themselves, and, and they're pretty depleted when that comes to their side. So even if the Storm do rest and plays, I still think we've seen it in the past with the Storm. They know their job. Bellamy was just going to have them breathing fire. So, Sid, Sharks or Storm? I'm going to say uh, Storm, exactly what Jason said. Just add me to that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that list. I'm on his side. Um, as right, far as resting... The only guy they haven't rested is Munster. I think they'll, he'll get a rest. We'll know tomorrow. Um, and maybe Nico Hines. Uh, but I know they rested uh, um, the Hughes and, and the Cheese a few weeks back. Harry Grant hasn't had much footy, so he'll play. Um, they've got about 15 front rollers, so they can rotate whoever, whether it's, you know, Sofa Sonomona or, um, you know, Kamakamitha. they all got these giant names to suit yeah. their giant body. Um, but you know what I mean, um, who else is there? My God. Um, uh, We've got our own Bunty Afoa. Thanks for joining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so they, they're still going to be strong is the point of my story and they will put the cleanest from um, 50 plus. Gamble yeah. responsibility. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go 50 plus. I'm going to go about 20 um, by the storm. And Dane, is it going to be a happy household for yours once again or they're going to be further depressed? Well, Oh look! I think the Storm will win. I think uh, you know, as Jay said, I feel sorry for the for the players after um, the weekend's performance, but I feel even more sorry for the masks that um, Bellamy has to wear because they would have copped a spray and a half. I don't know how many masks he goes through um, on a night through this COVID period, but um, yeah, look, I think they'll bounce back. Depends on who they rest as well um, as to what the scoreline's going to be, but I don't see Melbourne losing. Uh, next game is Eels-Panthers, and this one has a lot to do with mine and premiership now because Penrith have got a little bit of a sniff depending on the result, and they'll know leading into this game. And Paras obviously already said that they're going to rest quite a few players, including the Kings. So, um, but they've got an outside chance of a top four as well. So um, interesting how this game goes and where people want to finish, whether they want to try their luck against the Storm first week and things like that. Jace, who are you going for the Battle of the West, which will be unfortunately played up on probably the Gold Coast by the looks of it? 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think Panthers, mate. Panthers will uh, will be wanting that minor premiership, and they'll do everything within their power um, that they could possibly do to secure it. So I, th- I see them coming out and putting on a big performance. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, uh, with power resting players, yeah, I think it'll be a bit too hard for for the the troops that they have on deck to beat the Panthers. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think um, Parra will take this as a chance just to rest a few players with some niggles and just go, yeah, we'll take a bottom four spot and, and hopefully beat either the Knights or whoever finishes eight. Sid, uh, who you got for this one? Yeah, Panthers, um, they'll be looking to build on last week. On Was it yesterday? Um, you know, just their combinations. Just, just a little bit rusty, but they started to get some fluency and they'll be looking to build on that and and then uh, going to the finals and I don't think they'll get first for the record. The for and against is too too much towards Storm and then Storm is going to add a fair bit to it against the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, Panthers for me. Well, going off your 50 plus prediction, Penrith have to win by our 200 or something. So um, <laughs> boys, don't let it happen. Dane, who you got for this one? Power or Penrith? Yeah, I think Panthers will win quite comfortably, um, 250-plus, and then they'll take the minor premiership. Um, yeah, I think they'll be too strong. I think they want to prime up, um, you know, get themselves, you know, well-oiled coming into the finals, and, you know, with power of possibly resting players, like you mentioned, they'll just be too strong. I have a yeah. feel though. Panthers are a little bit different here. They've actually rested a few of their players in the lead-up to this because of injuries. So, obviously, um had the big boppers that had a baby, um, had uh, Nathan Cleary with the injury, things like that, and Toto's just come back. So they won't rest many stars. So they'll be pretty strong. Uh, so they're going to put out a, a statement, I think, in this game. Cowboys Manly. And this one, I think, is an easy one to tip. But it's just a, it's one to mention because if Manly win it, um, they pretty much guarantee themselves fourth place. So a big game. Interesting if they play to, uh, Tommy Turbo or not. I think they probably will. He'll, he'll want to run just because he's – Missed the week before. Um, so instead of asking who's going to win, I'm going to ask you boys who's um, mainly by how much? Dane. Oh, I'm going to say mainly by 18. Yeah, oh, pretty conservative there. Sid? I reckon about 40. <laughs> He's going for some massive ones so early. Jace? <laughs> I reckon um, Manly by 22-24, yeah, about about that margin. Um, yeah, they, I think they're going to be uh, they're going to try to be a bit clinical for this one. Get uh, get um, gears going for the finals. I'm going to go 25 because I know that Cherry Evans just loves plotting field goals when they're up by a gazillion. He just loves to put one on there for some reason. I think he just loves seeing his name on the scoreboard. So I'm going to say Manly by 25. Uh, the last. Yeah, game... I'll just I'll just ask I'll just ask a quick question on the back of that. How many perfect? Uh, how many margins have you picked this um this season? One. <laughs> I picked six. Oh, well, I didn't remember it. I didn't realize this was the Dane show, but we'll we'll, we'll move on from this one. Put yourself in the flog <laughs> list. Been the Dane show. <laughs> you can put yourself in the flog list at this rate. Uh, <laughs> the last one, and now unfortunately, this game is going to be played after we know everything else. So. It's a hard one to tip because either Titans are going to be really up for it or they're going to be really deflated and Warriors will probably smash them. But Titans v Warriors, obviously at the Gold Coast, if Titans win and depending on the early results and if they go the way majority of us are tipped, if they win it, they'll make the eight. So who have we got here, boys? Sid, Titans or Warriors? Titans in a high-scoring jungle ball game. <laughs> 
They're going to be thrown around both teams, regardless. 40, 60 plus. <laughs> 60 plus. <laughs> Gamble responsibly, but if you're following Sid's tips, you're going to be a millionaire after this week. <laughs> uh, Jace, pull it together for us. Titans or Warriors? Mate, I think the Warriors will show up for this one. It's, uh, you know, it's been a long stretch for them. They're not going to make finals, so they're going to want to go out on a big bang. And I think the Titans, they've, um, they've had their bit of fun. They've had their run and, you know, they had their chance to make the eight and they missed it. So I think it's going to stay that way and Warriors win by, I reckon, 12. Oh, I think this will be the game that decides our League of Injures tipping comp. So, Dane, who are you going to go? Because I think this is going to be the one that, yeah, there's a lot of differences here. Well, really, I, I want to go you. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing you. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's Titans. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a close one. I'd, I'd love to see him in the eight. I just think there's something about him that I that I really like, and yeah, it could be a little bit of a I don't know a nuisance if they make it into the finals if it all goes their way. But yeah, look, I hope the Titans win. Yeah, I'm with you there. I do want to see him in the eight. I, I would like to see it, but for a tipping comp and for the tipping comp purpose. I'm going to go lead from the front and probably tip the Warriors here just so I can try and get something because all year the Warriors have shown up and done something miraculous and this could be the party pooping last game of the year and just celebrate it in style. Last question, boys. After all that, who's making the eight out of Sharks, Raiders or Titans? Uh, Jace, I want to start with you. I'm going to say Raiders. Raiders will lock it in. Well, you have to say that because your missus is a Raiders fan. You get shot if you don't. <laughs> no, yeah, she's an avid listener. She got to this part and you said, other than Raiders, we wouldn't see Jason again. So, yes, um, Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> That's the flowers, guys. That's what the flowers are for. Sid? Um, yeah, I, I, reckon, I reckon. She just said, I can hear you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the door. Oh. You can't. What's you can't write it. You're on the couch just as a warning, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Sid, um, lock yeah, us in. Titans. Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to stick solid. Yeah, yeah, right. Dane, who you got? Uh, I don't really want to say it, but I'll say the Raiders. I'm going to go after doing my tips and, and looking at it and the results. I think the Titans as well. I think they come from the clouds and sail home in a Wink-style run. They just time it late and, and come home strong. So... I'm locking the Titans. Boys, finals are just around the corner. Please, referees, no more howlers. Bunker, the less you're involved with the game, the better. I think we can all agree with that. And Robbo, here at League of Inches, we're very happy with what you said. We support it. We're going to start a GoFundMe page for you, and we're going to raise it. Dane's made some good commissions this month, so he's going to chip in pretty much all of it. He's already talked to Uncle Nick about it, so he's happy to chip in and on that, Dane, it's your team's been in the headlines all week, so you may as well send us off. Um, what do you got for us? Uh, look, I'm just um, really excited about finals footy. Um, the flog list, I'm glad I finally got that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just great to finish the show because, look, at the end of the day, it's all about me, and I only tip the, the Raiders to make the eight to try and help, help a mate out, Jace. so he's not in the dog box. And... Um, <laughs> Gamble responsibly, guys, and um, don't follow any of Sid's tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for following us, guys. We really love the support. It's just ridiculous how much this is growing. 
Flog list will continue. If you have a nomination, send it in to us. It's going to go all through the final series. So um, cheers for the love, guys. And there it is. Zoom on in there. And who have we got there? Cam Flog Monster. And on that note, see you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>